Authors on the Air with Terry Shepard, award-winning broadcaster, narrator, and author of the Jessica Ramirez Thrillers. Brought to you by the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network and by Ramirez and Clark Publishers. Presenting Terry Shepard's latest Jessica Ramirez adventure, Chasing the Captain. Available in print, digital, and audiobook everywhere. Thanks, Lisa. If ever a person came to the writing craft with a genetic predisposition, it's Alifair Burke. Born to a librarian mother and the daughter of novelist and renowned English professor James Lee Burke, the written word became her playground at a very young age. Here, in her own words, Alifair talks about her beginnings in Wichita, the backstory on her latest release, Find Me, and the magic of collaboration with the late Mary Higgins Clark. My mom was a librarian, and so really when I think about my childhood as a reader, it was really shaped more by her. She would take me to the library every Saturday um, for a new stack of books. We would go to the, the old movie theater. I grew up in Wichita, Kansas, and you know, kind of had, a, at the time, a rundown uh, downtown, but you know, it had a, one of those old classic movie theaters, and on Saturday mornings, they had matinees for a dollar, so like, we'd go see like Herbie the Love Bug and Bambi. Like, I'd see my dollar movie, um, and then we would go to the Mace, the old Macy's had like the clearance basement and my mom would take me down there for hours and I'd sit on the floor with my library books that we had gotten. <laughs> so, um, but I realized, I realized at the time she was taking me out of the house so my dad could write and, you know, for two bucks for the cost of, you know, the movie going to the library, that's free looking at the clearance basement and buying nothing is free like she could get me out of the house all day long for two dollars so she was helping my dad with his career but like think about it now like she had no idea that you know i would fall in love with books and be a writer too so she kind of helped both of us the backstory on find me hope miller is her name is what they call her hope miller but she doesn't even know for sure if that's her name 15 years ago she was found um thrown from an overturned suv that turned out to be stolen um at the hospital, she eventually recovered from her injuries, but still couldn't remember who she was, what she was doing in that car, or how she got there, or where she came from. Um, and the doctor said, you know, a car accident like that, you know, you it's not surprising. You can't remember these things. I'm sure it'll come back to you in a matter of days or at least weeks. And 15 years later, it never did come back to her. So she's kind of moved on with her life. Um, she decides finally to leave this small town that's kind of taken her in um, and move, she moves to East Hampton um, to try to live on the beach and find a new life for herself and then she disappears and her best friend Lindsay goes looking for her. So Find Me kind of works both ways because it's, um, you know, find me, find they're looking for hope, um, but also to, to find out where hope is currently, they have to sort of dig into her past and try to figure out um, all of those things about her past that they never quite figured out. So she's kind of trying to find the true her as well. So it was a fun book to write. Usually I just start a book and I finish it in a year. I started that book before my last book, The Better Sister. Um, and then I was making a lot of changes to it and then I got the idea for The Better Sister and I wrote that instead. But So when I first started Find Me, um, the person who was looking for hope was actually like a much older woman who worked for the police department and had kind of become like a maternal figure to her, like as she was recovering from the in the hospital. But then she had a friend named Lindsay, 
And as I was working on the book, I was like, oh, no, Lindsay needs to be the one who, like, Lindsay's the one who really cares about her. Um, and the epigraph at the beginning of the novel is a quote from Thelma and Louise, where she says, Louise, um, no matter what happens, I'm glad I came with you. And for, you know, I think that uh, Lindsay's commitment to hope is just completely, uh, you know, it's, it's boundless. And um, she, you know, it's her ride or die, right? So there's, so she's not going to let hope just disappear and goes looking for her. So, but she's also, um, you know, Lindsay's, I hate to say it because some people have read it and like, Lindsay's so stubborn and she's kind of cold. And, <laughs> and I'm like, Lindsay's a lot like me. <laughs> Lindsay knows exactly what she's doing. <laughs> so, you know, I it was working at the DA's office. I worked on this one case uh, that was really interesting. In fact, I was just on 2020 last month talking about this case, like if people are still interested in it. Um, and I found a way in my head to fictionalize it. I liked the setting of my office. And I think when I moved to New York, I didn't move immediately to New York City. I moved to Buffalo first, which I will just say I no longer live in Buffalo. There are some very nice people there, but it was not a great fit for me. But I really missed Portland. And I was kind of just homesick and I missed my job. I was working at a law firm that I didn't particularly love. I was living with someone I didn't particularly love. It was a bad time, but I missed Portland and I missed my job. And I think when I was like, oh, you know, I always wanted to write that book. For me, it was kind of a way to visit Portland. And those early books, you know, my my current books are usually set in New York, but my first three books were set in Portland. And um, people who read them, like it is one of those, you feel like you're in Portland, Oregon. Um, and so I think for, for me, it was like a little, tribute to the city I missed and the job that I missed. So yeah, plus I had a really, plus I had a really good plot. Alifair Burke on collaborating with Mary Higgins Clark. I still um, pinch myself that I'm like, oh yeah, I wrote six books with Mary Higgins Clark. Uh, One, I was just very honored because she had only co-authored before with her own daughter, right? And they would sit side by side. But um, when she wanted to write a new series and wanted a collaborator, the fact that she picked my name out of all the names out there is is pretty amazing and we had such a good working relationship by the time we finished you know i'm sitting here like in a sweater and sweatpants and she would be dressed in her, her like jewelry and her escada blazers i'm like so i would have to i would for me i would have to get a little bit dressed for our writing meetings um and what started like i was so shy in the beginning but by the time you know we were used to working with each other I mean, we could plot out a whole book in two days because we would, and we would sit for hours. And because I think it was almost like we had our own little writing room, the way like a, a writing room works for TV, because we'd start with a big idea and then we'd kind of talk about who the characters were. We both found plot through characters. So we just kind of talked about the characters, what their perspective would be, you know, what their conflicts are, what their motivations are, what their secrets are. We kind of just find our way through a book, but what was nice about that relationship is we did kind of think the same way. Um, but if like I got stuck on something, I'd be like, oh wait, that doesn't really make sense because of this. She could say that like, where I might just drop it, if it was just me, then she would be able to say, oh, but wait, what if we do this? And that gets around that problem. And so, you know, one of us could kind of roll with the ball until they hit the wall and then the other one would take it. It was kind of like passing this baton back and forth. And then I would write notes down maniacally while we were speaking. But yeah, by the end of like a two full days, we would have the book pretty much plotted out. And then 
got to writing. <laughs> Alifair Burke on the definition of success. You know, I think I still suffer from like terrible imposter syndrome. I am always, like I said, I'm always convinced that every book's going to be my last book. I'm always convinced that the publisher is going to call me and be like, it's not working out. Um, but, you know, it's, I haven't had a book out just, you know, I co-authored with Mary Gans Clark and we had a book out last year, but um, uh, that I finished after she had passed away. But uh, I haven't had my own book out for more than two years. Um, and now I have it coming out. I'm actually going to do um, some virtual events, but I'm also doing in-person events. And I just like when you meet someone who's not related to you, <laughs> who says, you know, I stayed up all night and read the book and now I just wish I could read it again. Like, can't wait for your next book. I mean, that's that's pretty successful. I'll take that. Alifair Burke's newest is Find Me, a story of a woman in search of her past and the frightening journey of discovery that follows. We give it five stars. And now that you've met the author behind the story, we think you will too. I'm Terry Shepard for Authors on the Air, and I'll see you in the next chapter. Authors on the Air with Terry Shepard is a copyrighted presentation of the Authors on the Air Global Radio Network. Check out Chasing the Captain, the newest Jessica Ramirez thriller from Terry Shepard, available in print, digital, and audiobook. I'm Lisa Davis. Join Terry in the next chapter for Authors on the Air.